Oh, please, sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> so, wasn't that nice? So Jesus had set things up so we could go sailing on that afternoon, evening, I think it was. He was, he was tired. Uh, yes, Jesus got tired. He took naps, lots of them. Um, you know, they, they said later that the shortest verse in Scripture was Jesus wept, but there's a lesser known one that says Jesus napped. <laughs> but he, he put us all out on the boat, which we were, we were wont to do. Uh, I grew up sailing, you know, out on the water. And so all the guys, we all went out on the boat, a couple of the ladies, and uh, we were having a pretty nice time. A- Andrew had the tiller, so... Uh, I drifted off to sleep, wanted to be Christ-like, right? And so, a little later, I, I wake up, and I must have been really tired because it was, it was dark, and um, all the rest of the guys were kind of lounging around, some of them sleeping, some of them not, and, and there were, I saw something off in the distance, and, and at first it didn't bother me, maybe it was a low-hanging cloud or, or, or a sail billowing in the wind, but I see this thing kind of coming towards us. But then I noticed that this thing has a, uh, a, a, a rhythm, kind of. It's sort of you know, going up and down and up and down. And things don't do that on water usually. And um, then I noticed it it's, it's, looks like it's something that's walking. And then it, it gets closer and I see it's not an it. I see it's Jesus. And so, uh, well, uh, I, I said, Jesus, hey! And uh, he said, hey, Peter. I said, uh, what are you doing? He said, I'm uh, walking out to you guys. Now, now, I was sure this was some kind of prank. I mean, he was the son of God, so maybe, maybe he had little like tortoises that were holding him up. Or, or, and we used to do this to each other. Maybe he, we would find a sandbank and we'd be like, oh, look, I'm walking on water. But there wasn't a sandbank. We were way out in the water, and uh, I, don't, I don't know why I did this, I really don't know why, but um, I uh, stepped over the side of the boat, and um, I didn't know if I would swim or fall in the water, or if I, but I wanted to walk on the water, because you know, it, it, it looked like it was kind of fun, and you know, I didn't think anyone had ever done it before. And, you know, I was the disciple who Jesus would start doing something and I would just start doing it too. You know, a um, little impulsive. It, got, it gets me in trouble sometimes. And so I step over the side of the boat and, and, and wouldn't you know I was walking on water. And at first I looked down to see if we weren't on a sandbar and we weren't. And so I started walking toward Jesus and I noticed how good that it felt, this water under my feet. And this water under my feet felt like it felt like a kind of like a beach. It felt kind of like a really wet beach, or kind of like the it does when you're when you're walking out in the surf. Uh, it felt like a really smooth street in front of my house. And then um, I remembered I was walking on water, <laughs> and I sank. Okay, go on. Yeah, I'm the rock. Yeah, so I sank. Yeah, people love that joke. It's not really funny anymore. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it was the first hundred times the guys did it. And so, uh, now here's the weird part. 
So I know what you're wondering right now, because I can see the question. And someone wants to ask me this. So if you sank in the water, why didn't you just uh, swim to Jesus? Or, or turn around and go back to the boat? Right? And this is where it gets really interesting. Um, I didn't know how to swim. Is that funny? I was a fisherman, and I didn't know how to swim. And yes, it's even funnier. Uh, I had spent my entire life, and I don't know what happened. Um, I was a middle child, so I think they forgot about me. But I didn't know how to swim. When other people, uh, when we needed to get, get nets off the bottom of the boat, or we needed to unhook a line from a, from a piece of driftwood or something, um, someone else would always jump in to do it. And then when I got, became a grown-up and, and owned my own boat, you know, of course I had people that could do that for me. And so I never learned how to swim, so I sank. Well, I, I struggled a bit on top of the water, but, you know, drowning is not fun. And I eventually started inhaling water, and then I got kind of peaceful, and I thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to sink like the rock that I am. And this quiet voice in my head, um, I don't know why I did this, but just in my head, I, I, I said very quietly, well, Jesus, help me if you can. And right when I said that, this arm reached under the water and pulled me up and back on top of the water. And I was freezing cold. And uh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus laughed at me. And He said, Peter, Peter, why didn't you just swim over? And, oh... He realized, you don't know how to swim, do you? Wow. All these years and you hid that from all of us. And we had a moment there together. He put his hand on my shoulder and he said, um, you know, stepping out of the boat was kind of stupid. <laughs> but I, I get it because uh, you get it. You just thought, well, if Jesus can do it, I can do it too. And so you did it. But then you remembered um, that walking on water was, was not something that we normally do, and you sank. But, but I heard you, and I pulled you up. And he said, let's, let's go back to the boat. And so we walked back to the boat, and everyone had, had uh, awoken by then, and they were all looking terrified. Um, pale as, as ghost, really. And... Um, and they were all kind of looking at me. And um, Jesus didn't say anything about the water walking. I thought maybe he'd point out that I was great because I walked on water. But he looked at everyone and said, Hey, guess what I learned about Peter, everyone? Peter doesn't know how to swim. And just as Andrew started to laugh at me, Jesus gave him that look, that kind of, mm-mm. And he pointed at Andrew and said, and he said, You are going to teach him how to swim when we get back to shore. He looked at everyone and he said, Peter stepped out of the boat and he walked on water. He did it. He had the faith he needed. But he also sank and he couldn't swim. Two messages here, guys. One, try to walk on water, but make sure you know how to swim first. A backup plan is always a good idea. Okay, now... I would normally kind of, if we were in an acting class or something, I would go, scene. 
I did that monologue for the first time at a vacation Bible school. And I have to stop and just go back to Tim now um, because I have to addend it a little bit. Um, I felt fairly convicted last night to talk about a couple of things, to talk about boats and, and learning how to swim and to talk about water. I did it at a vacation Bible school uh, with this lovely woman named Carol Kimmel when I used to go to this little Episcopal church a little south of here called St. Luke's about ten years ago. Um, back before um, I, I uh, became ordained. And um, I had to do the, the morning talk on this Scripture. And you know, children are all about show me, don't tell me. You know, I can't really talk about faith to little children. Um, it's too abstract. Um, but you know, adults, you need to be told stuff. So the first part was in honor of our children. But you know, in the monologue it says, Peter says at the end, um, and you know, if I can preach a little... So, um, I want to do that too today. Um, and you know, it doesn't take a lot for us to see the metaphor here, right? We're called to, to step out of our boats um, and walk on water and maybe even sometimes to swim. And you know, I think we've been called in the last 24 hours uh, by uh, events that have happened yesterday. And, um, and I won't get into too many specifics. Uh, because there's there's little children here, but it, but in Charlottesville uh, we saw uh, the the results of a lot of dark things that swirl around in the souls and consciousness of our country, and people had gathered to exercise their freedom of speech and voice their opinions, and other people gathered to voice their opinions, and there was awful violence between the two groups of people, mostly against the counter-protesters, and some people were hurt, and um, one we know is killed. And, and we, and this is for you grown-ups, we look at these waters from our boats that we ride in, and it doesn't take you a lot of imagination to know what these boats are, do you? Um, our boats are, are all kinds of things, aren't they? They, they, they? they keep us safe from the waters. Sometimes they're they're good things like family and church and, and, and good, good care. Um, sometimes they're things that aren't so good like our addiction to success, our, our addiction to being the, the, the best version of ourselves to the world, um, maybe even the various kinds of privileges we enjoy, be they the color of our skin or the amount of money that's in the bank that we have or our education or our social networks that we have out in the world, um, our economic capital and success, and our social capital and success. We all walk around, we all sit in these boats. And they chart us through some rough waters, don't they? But those boats aren't quite enough, are they? Because Jesus, like Peter in the story, in the character Peter, in my imaginative version of it, uh, Jesus calls us to step over and invites us over to step over the edge of those boats onto the rough waters. And you know, I'll say this about you saints, you know how to do this. You do. We have all these ministries in this church that, that work on navigating through those rough waters, sometimes swimming alongside people, sometimes pulling them up out of the sea, sometimes walking beside them on top of those waters. But you know, we're also called to something more as Christ followers. We're also called to do 
the, to do a brave thing, to do our own interior work of addressing the rough seas inside our own hearts and our own souls. To take a good, long look at our own need for repentance. And to challenge the various stories, the various beliefs that we've held for a long time, all of us, that keep us entrenched in these waters and stuck in our boats. We who sit in our boats, it is time that we took responsibility for the hard work that we must do and we stepped out over the edge. And look, I, I, I apologize if it upsets you I'm talking about current events. Um, every now and then I get an email from someone that says, well, Jesus wasn't political. No, Jesus was very political. And if this upsets you, I invite you to call me or to come grab me after church and we'll talk. I'll meet you for coffee. Um, save yourself. I want to save you the trouble of writing me a long email or, or, or sending one to Simon. He's a lot busier than I am right now. <laughs> because look, if you write me a long email, I'll read it. And I'll be, I'll be proud of your writing ability and your passion, but I'm just going to call you up. Or I'm going to write you a one-line email that says, hey, please call me. So just call me. We'll talk. Because this is hard stuff, these waters. But you know, when we step over the boat into the waters, that is where Jesus calls us to. That is where we belong, church. That is when we are doing what Jesus calls faith. Whatever we do, we have to stop on this day. Especially, we have to acknowledge the storm. And we have to ask Jesus for a way to be in those waters. Be it in little ways. Getting to know someone you've never met before. Going and learning the story of somebody who's just always made you uncomfortable. Going to dismantling racism trainings that we have. And you know, I want to issue a challenge to some of you um, who are readers. One thing that really widened up my soul and my heart is, you know, I did an inventory of all the books I'd read over the last two years, and I'd read a lot of books by um, white guys. A lot of them dead white guys. Um, and I thought, why don't I spend a period of time reading books by people who, who, who are different from me, by women by, by people who, um, who, who were born into a, a, a different sexuality, by people um, who have a different color of skin, by people from other countries. And it was a simple thing. You know, I have a Kindle, and it, it opened my head up. So try it. And if you try it, send me one of those long emails, and I'll, I'll call you and we'll talk about it. We have to do all these things at least to get our toes in the water. And you know, the last part of our little metaphor here is that we're going to sink. And sometimes we're going to feel like we're drowning. But you know, um, that's not a condition that we always have to carry. Because we have this community and we have one another to teach each other to swim. And you know, every week, we learn to swim a little bit better when we share this holy meal together, when we pray for forgiveness for those things that are done and left undone, when we pray for this church and for the world, when we pray for one another. 
And I hope for all of us those prayers, those prayers include a long list of people on our enemies list. When we do those things, even we swim together. Peter later says, Jesus loves to say that all things are possible if you have faith. But Jesus and the blessed Simon Peter also show us and tell us that all things are possible when we step over the boat and we step into the waters where Jesus awaits us so we can walk together.